gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. I hope you enjoyed listening to our Witcher analysis. And um, yeah, we look forward to analyzing future Witcher seasons down the road. So now for episode 78 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. To say that I'm excited for this episode, it would be like a huge understatement. I am totally pumped. And the reason is because of our guest tonight. Our guest tonight is a huge, is a maestro of hip hop. He's a collector of like CDs, tapes, vinyl, magazines, everything hip hop related. He runs a really successful hip hop Instagram account called Hip Hop Fiend 85. He posts like stuff that he, his collection. He has an entire room dedicated to hip hop. So he is Brandon, aka Hip Hop Fiend 85. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, not much. Thank you for having me. Been uh, prepping for this for a while, so <laughs> it's nice to finally be on. And Eric, why don't you let us let listeners know like why we brought such like um, uh, a guru of hip hop for this episode? What are we gonna do tonight? So yeah, first of all, great intro, Matt. Might have to start having you introduce our guest going forward because that might have been the best intro for a guest we've ever had. And yes, Brandon, super excited to have you on here for our episode tonight in which we'll be doing our annual top 10 favorite hip-hop albums of 2021 episode. So super pumped for this. This is an episode that I always kind of circle going into the year. As soon as hip-hop albums start being released, I'm like, oh, is this going to make it on my final list? And at the end of the year, that's not often the case with the early release in the year, but we'll find out what ended up where. So before we get into our list, though, Matt gave a great introduction on Brandon and uh, your hip hop collecting. When did you first get introduced to hip hop, Brandon? And when did you actually start collecting albums, vinyls, tapes and all that? I was about six and uh, my grandmother got me this MC Hammer doll, which is actually right here. <laughs> right, right on. So wow. um, it came with a cassette. And I, I remember it like vividly in the backseat of the car, hand the cassette over and uh, Can't Touch This came on. And I was like, like, what is this? Like, it just blew my mind. And then really from there was just anything I could get my hands on. Back then it was like one radio show, two hours a night, uh, two hours, one night. And that was it. And uh, just hit and record on the cassette. So it, it really just expanded from there. Okay, right on. Do you listen to your albums in the CDs or vinyls or do they keep do you keep them in there to preserve the integrity of the material? I try to listen to everything. Okay. It's almost like sacrilegious to leave it uh, sealed. <laughs> like that it needs to breathe. <laughs> like Very it needs well to be out there. I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to use it. You got to, you know, a little bit of wear and tear, it's nice. <laughs> That might have been a stupid question. I just wanted to know. I wasn't no. sure. No, some guy. I know uh, some collectors that won't touch it. They'll keep it all sealed and then stream everything. So uh, it's it's really like a preference based. And uh, who are some of your favorite hip hop artists? For me, it's like uh, number one is always uh, Tupac. Just uh, as soon as I heard him, Me Against the World, it like blew my mind. Uh, Nas, Nas is another one. Huge, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. It's a lot of guys that. Like in your teenage years, what you listen to, right? Mm-hmm. That soundtrack to your childhood. Yeah, it's usually those guys. But even as newer artists, like a, a Kendrick, a J. Cole, Joey Badass is a real huge favorite. Mac Miller. The list keeps going. It never stops. <laughs> 
all great picks. So yeah, I mean, that's a solid base of knowledge on our guests now. And now let's get into it into more specific details for albums of the year. So Brandon, again, I'll throw it over to you first. What was your number 10 hip hop album of 2021? My number 10, uh, Joel Ortiz, Autograph. He always drops super dope albums, and uh, this was another one. Like, very personal, personable, very, like, a autobiography-type album. How he grew up through the music industry, matured. One thing with Joel Ortiz is the lyrics. Like, the punchlines, the just overall amazing. The features, he has King Crooked, or otherwise known as Crooked Eye on there. Psy High has an amazing verse, as always. Sci High the Prince, and uh, yeah, no, that came in at number 10. Really enjoyed that one. Okay, nice. Damn, I have not listened to that one. <sighs> I'm already, I already feel so outgunned here by you two, like, but that's okay. I'm writing, I'm gonna write all the ones down that I don't know, Brandon, and then I'm gonna listen to them after. So, autograph. It's good. The discovery, discovery yeah. is the best uh, part about the music. Yeah. Autograph. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And I just want to comment on the, um, autograph album there i actually listened to it last week i was just going on a run of listening to 2021 albums and some that i figured might be on like either of your you two guys's lists and i'm glad i did listen to it because i really did enjoy it I, it's not on my list i only listened to it the one time but it was really good your the sci high verse was crazy and king crooked for me like i really only know him through like slaughterhouse back in the day and just his features i hear here on here and there on like eminem songs and with Royce, the 5'9", as well. Really enjoyed it, honestly. I probably should listen to it, and probably will listen to it more in 2022. So, yeah, great pick. Nice, nice. Okay, just full disclosure, my list is, like, very, like, random, and it's, like, all over the place. I don't even know why I'm saying this. It's a personal list here, so (laughs) you can't really argue. I I just think my list has a lot of different variety in terms of, like, style and stuff. Okay, my number 10 is uh, Onyx for Life by Onyx. Nice. No idea who Onyx were until I saw Brandon post about that album on his Instagram. So I checked out the album, and then I realized Onyx was a group, not like a one man. This album, what I, what I love about it is how like hard, hard it is, and like... I listened to this at the gym a lot this year and it just like pumped me up and motivated me. Is it like the cleanest, like smartest verses ever? No, but it's just like heavy beats and it's just, it like got me a little angry and like motivated to do my workouts. And I really like the simplicity of it um, and just like it getting me hyped and fired up. So that's why it's number 10. I listened to it a lot this year at the gym. It was, uh, it was a fun album. Nice. That's awesome. Great, great album. And it's almost like they uh, returned uh, back to their form with that. Because they were a group that's been from uh, 1993, I think they first dropped. Wow. Uh, Jam Master J is the one that actually brought them out. Yeah, that album, Onyx for Life, that's a great album. Great, great album. See, Matt, you're selling yourself short. I've never even heard of this album either. Like, I don't really know Onyx. I also thought they were a person up until now. So we're we're (laughs) both novices compared to Brandon here. And I'll definitely be checking this album out 100% based on your two guys' recommendation on there. And that's what's fun about this episode too is like we're always each each of us hopefully Brandon you learn something too we're all gonna oh, find yeah, out sure. new artists and discover new artists there and um, like I discovered a f- quite a few new artists going into this year and that would be my number ten if I can just segue into that is an album called Coup de Grasse by Rome Streets and Ransom these two guys I knew of Rome Streets I discovered him through West Side Gun and. Um, <sighs> 
Yeah, he dropped quite a few albums this year. I thought they were quite good. And I saw on social media, he was heavily promoting this album, Coup de Grasse with Ransom, who I knew nothing about. And they were both saying, like, album of the year. This is going to be the best album of the year. I finally heard it after anticipating it for a few months. And, like, I thought it was okay. But it grew on me with multiple listens. And it's honestly one of the best albums of the year. It's coming out at my number 10 because I don't find that there are that many like catchy songs and songs that I often want to listen to, but the songs on there are all amazing. And as opposed to a lot of the other albums on my list, it actually gets better as you cross into the back half of the album. Like the best songs are at the at the end of the oh. album, in my opinion. If you know Rome Streets through West Side Gun, you should know he's like a really good rapper, up and coming rapper. But Ransom owns every single track like the guy is a freaking lyrical beast like this is a very lyrical album it's kind of underground hip-hop and um yeah i would 100 recommend coup de gloss for anyone who likes lyrical rap nice that's one i've never heard of so i'm definitely gonna be checking this out yeah I did it <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah solid uh, solid album and i'll just go back to back here with my number nine which um, it wasn't sure if this was going to make my list. I, I loved the album as soon as it was released. But then as I went through, like, listening to every album I really liked this year, I knew, like, this had to be on there. It's uh, called Hoffa by Dave East and Harry Fraud, who, mm. like, I, I've never been a huge Dave East fan my, personally. But with this album, like, I there's something about it that just captivated me from start to finish. I love Harry fraud. First of all, he's the producer who makes, who did the instrumentals on every track. I love his style, like super wavy beats and just really chill laid back vibe. And East, like he did his thing on this album. I think this kind of falls though in the back half, like that songs are a little less strong in my opinion on the back half of the album. But the first like eight songs just go hard in my opinion. And, um, couldn't leave this album off my list. Yeah, incredible album. It almost made the list if some people didn't drop uh, unexpected albums. But uh, right. yeah, great. Yeah, great, great album, that one. Yeah, I listened to it too. And I just never, I probably did three listens and then never went back to it. Maybe It came out fairly early-ish, I think. But uh, that's one that, like, that's just me being not grinding as much as you two to, like, listen, re-listens. Because, like, you guys go crazy on this stuff. Ugh, not as much as me. Uh, sorry, more than me. Uh, okay, my number nine is uh, is Bo Jackson by uh, nice. Boldy James and The Alchemist. Um, I mean, Eric, I remember I had listened to the album and then we listened to it in your car that time. We went to our uncle's and like it really like got me back into re-listening to it. And then, you know what I like about Bo Jackson? It's just like the super chill, like it's like the songs just calm me down and it's a good it's a good album to listen to when i'm driving and it's just very suit the album is very soothing for me i don't know how to explain it it's not like super fast pace and i understand everything he's saying you like i find that's his stuff like i mean you guys correct me if i'm wrong but he's just a very like chill rapper like it's not like screaming or anything it's just lyrically like i don't know solid and the beats are solid too so yeah bo jackson's my number nine Nice, yeah. Solid album. So, an alchemist has been on such a tear uh, this year. I think he dropped like three or four albums, and yeah, he's like almost reached like a peak or another peak of his career. It's uh, it's really incredible. Yeah, he's been around. Has he been doing this for like four decades now? Nineties, two thousands, tens, twenties. Pretty much, yeah. Cause uh, he really came out with like I know Mob Deep was huge. Uh, so that must have been like late nineties. So yeah, he's been the, he's been on the grind and. Just keeps getting better. 
And I, I also loved Bo Jackson, like Brick Mile to Montana with my boy Benny. Like that's one of my favorite songs of the year, honestly. And like I'd love to see a Boldy, Benny, and Alchemist album, or even like, like an EP, like six songs. I'd be all for that. Love this album. So I'll go next with the uh, Evidence, Unlearning, Volume 1. I actually got surprised that I reached number nine. I thought when I started the list, that thing was like number three, which kind of gives way to how, how many great things dropped this year. Uh, but I love this album. Like with all this stuff, it's such a personal album. A lot more dark than the other things that he's dropped. Obviously with everything that went on in his life, with his wife passing and things like that. Beats, always. And I mean, he's a master on the boards too who uh, is pretty close with Alchemist also, coincidentally. And uh, his lyrics, I love how he stays true to his Mr. Slow Flow, like, but it's always sounds more innovative. Great album. And uh, for me, like, very powerful, obviously. A tailor-made suit, kind of saying what he went through with his wife, like how uh, my, my uh, wedding day suit's the same as my funeral day suit. And uh, if you look at his last album he dropped with Whether or Not, the contrast between the two of them to how they ended both of them. Whereas on whether or not it was more optimistic with how his son being born was actually them finding the breast cancer for his wife when she was breastfeeding him, to now the end of this album with the suits for the funeral and the wedding, it's uh, it's very powerful stuff, like a super, super powerful album. Sorry to get so heavy. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> I mean, the album. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Brett, I like the album. Uh, I liked whether or not a lot more like you told me to listen to that one i really dig that one so maybe unlearning i think i wanted to like unlearning a little more than i actually ended up but uh no still a like very solid album yeah i think yeah. it's the progression like uh if you start with whether or not and then that time passes and now you get this unlearning it's like it's almost like a gut punch it's like wow like uh, just amazing how personal he does get on it i don't know evidence honestly i've heard him on one song with boldy james on um, price of tea in china I forget what the name of the song is, to be honest. And I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't, I guess it's someone I have to check out, like whether or not and uh, unlearning. It's on the list now, along with from honest. him to uh, Dilated Peoples. If you go through the discography for them too, you'll you'll be uh, you'll be happy with it for sure. All right, I like it. Do you want Brandon to go at number eight now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like Sorry about that. <laughs> my, my bad. Uh, Thirteen. A magnificent day for an exorcism. Ah. Such a great album. Such a great album. Uh, Pharaoh Monch, one of my favorite MCs. Like, he could do no wrong in my eyes. And I just love, once again, another dark album. But uh, the storytelling. Like, the in the racist track number two, I can't pronounce the name of it. <laughs> but uh, his storytelling on that album is so incredible. I love how you could get a song um, like The Magician, where lyrically he's just going off completely going off and syllables like just hitting the mark on everyone and then you could get a song like goat's head which is more it starts off like a like a rock song and then it goes into the hip-hop verse back to the rock chorus i just love the diversity of it and uh definitely one i played a lot uh, another favorite song of mine from it was fight with cypress hill which is almost like a part two from pigs on their first album it's not like the same storyline it's almost like it follows so perfect with each other just the yeah, I really, really love that album. I love that album too, actually. Um, spoiler, like it's not on my list, but like I like that came out first thing last like January, and I listened to that so often. And like even the first song, I think Colt Forty Five, 
and if the Donald Trump's the forty was the forty fifth president and it just goes off on like it's so like subtle not subtle but like yeah, there's a lot of like messages in that song. I like the first song and one of the last songs, Kill Kill Kill, has like sounds like an Italian horror film. Like it's got that rock and roll like drums and beat. Yeah, so many different looks on it. Sacrilege. Oh uh, no, sorry, Scarecrow. Just the incredible like the beat is incredible the lyrics the it blew my mind i couldn't yeah. stop listening to it yeah i like that wizard of oz song i called it yeah it yeah good. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah again like I, I i know feral munch but i've never really listened to is it just one guy or a group i don't know like i don't know it's him uh uh with a rock like a band backing him gotcha. so he's still it's just he's the only lyricist on it and then it's with a band Someone but you'd recommend though, like, to get into their discography. I know it's more like underground rap, right? Very lyrical. Well, it's actually uh, the first album they put out. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, number eight, I have Magic by Nas. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. This one, like, if that this album had come out six months ago, it might have been my number one. I've only listened to it like three times so far. And that's only because I've been super busy during the holidays. But like... Every song on Magic, it's Nas and Hit Boy. I mean, it's. I think he says in the album, he's like, um, he's like the new guru and DJ Premier. I guess like that. That's like the, my yeah. one of my favorite groups, Gangstar. But uh, like, Meet Joe Black is a highlight for me. Hollywood Gangsta. Um, every nine, all the nine songs on this album are great in my opinion. Now I've only listened to it three times. That's why it's number eight. Is it gonna? Am I gonna get tired of listening to it? I don't know. But Magic had to be on the list just because. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. So, yeah, that's magic. Definitely agree. I think uh, it's on my list too. Yeah, 100%. Just a great, great album. Solid project. Magic is not on my list, so I'll speak on it a little bit. Like, I, I love this album though. It came out on the 24th, I'm pretty sure. So, seven days left in the year. I listened to it a few times. Though. Like, I think I also listened to it three times. And uh, the other albums I just preferred more, honestly. But this is an amazing album. Like all this, no skips for me. Nine songs, under thirty minutes, perfect album length, honestly. And I obviously love the song with DJ Premier and ASAP Rocky. I love hearing ASAP on a record again. Like he doesn't do many features at all, and I had high expectations that he would bring it on this one. He definitely does. I just love his vibe. Yeah, personally, and you, you guys are probably gonna be disgusted at me saying this, but. King's Disease 2 is also not on my list. I preferred Magic a lot more to King's Disease personally. And I'll stand by that. I know I got great reviews, but I prefer like the concise nine track record. No skips. Whereas for me, King's Disease had a few songs that I'm, I'm skipping and like I wasn't too crazy about. So I want Nas and uh, Hitboy to keep releasing music together though. Amazing tandem. After me saying that I didn't like King's Disease, I guess I'll go with my number eight. Um, mine is um, another one that I talked about earlier in the year. Wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but I, I've been listening to it again and like it stuck there for me. Is uh, The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. So I compared Baby Keem to like a more relatable and kind of accessible Kendrick Lamar for kids these days. Like I know I'm not that old there, but still, like I think the music that kids listen to nowadays, like a new age rap, Baby Keem kind of draws on that, but is also very lyrical as well. Like a lot of catchy songs on here, good melodies, slow songs, bangers, and um, a lot of variety, is which, which is what I really love about this album. He kind of alternates between slower blues sounding sounds and then like kind of trap, upbeat, 
beat switches mid songs and just going hard. And I love Kendrick's features on here. Like Range Brothers is kind of a weird feature at first with the hold on. Let's get the shit. Let's get the shit. You know, I'm not going to do all of them there, but uh, it was a little <laughs> weird at first, but it grows on you or grew on me with time. Family Ties, one of my favorite rap songs of the year as well. A few skips on here though, like especially later in the album, but the first again, seven songs amazing in my opinion. And um, I, tr I really love this album. What do you guys think of uh, Melodic Blue? I checked it out. It's something I got to sit with more. I did enjoy it, but it's like, it's the Kendrick. I just kept going to the Kendrick verses. Like, let me try to dissect these verses. And it kind of took away from the whole album. I just kept going back to those songs. Because, yeah, like, fiendin' for a Kendrick album. <laughs> so, just kept going back. Uh, but I liked what I heard. But I definitely have to sit down with it more and check it more out. But I did like it. I, I really enjoyed the album. I Maybe it was... I don't know if it was you, Eric, or you, Brandon, who told me to listen to it, but no, I, re I really enjoyed it. It just, it's not one that popped up when I was doing my re-listens. That's fair. I, I do think it's one that kind of gets better with time as well. And like, that's something I've learned, especially this year in our hip hop um, lists, is that you kind of have to give an album multiple listens to, to truly form an opinion on it. Because especially the next album I'm going to list, my number seven, I was not a fan of at all at first. And going into it, I was anticipating it which is called Hitler Wears Hermes 8, side A and B. I'm looping them together by West Side Gun. So it's very well documented on this pod that I was have not been a West Side Gun guy at all, despite being a big Benny the Butcher and Conway the Machine guy. But I got to hand it to West Side. The guy has grown on me and he knows how to make a project. He even calls himself an art curator rather than a rapper. And on this 33-song epic, I don't love every song on here. Like, honestly, it should have been trimmed down to half. If you, But the reason it's on my list is because I listen to those songs so much. Like, I love all the songs with Stove God Cooks, another artist who I was not a fan of at first, like, due to his different voice, flow, rapping style, but it's really grown on me. And, like, again, Rome Streets, who I mentioned earlier, snaps on all of his features, like Perry Perry, Draymond, Eddie Kingston, amazing song. And, yeah, and who else does he bring along? Like, obviously, Benny and Conway are on there. Lil Wayne, one of his best features of the year, in my opinion, on Bash Money. Tyler, the creator, also, the fly who couldn't, who wouldn't fly straight. Anyways, like, I, for me, like, the instrumentals on this album, too, are what really make it some of the best production of any album I've heard, anyways, this year. So those are a few of the reasons why this album's on my list. I want to know what you guys thought about uh, West Side Gun's double album this year. I don't know. I don't know if it's the voice, but I can't get through like a long album by him. I don't mind when he drops like the EPs, the seven, eight tracks, and I love him on features. But there's something about it when uh, it comes to a full album. I just I can't I lose focus. I might maybe I have to break it up in parts. <laughs> I just can't. And, and once again, it's something I probably have to sit for more. Another thing too is like as a collector, if you're trying to buy like any of their physicals, it like goes out right away. Like they have some of like the most fanatic fans out there right now. And that kind of like, I can't get a physical, so I can't, I just, I need that physical to sit down with it. <laughs> so maybe that's what I'm missing. But yeah, something else I got to kind of go back to for. I, I like the album, Eric, like, especially like you convinced me to like re give it a chance and I did, but like it, it's too long for me. And, but you take like the best of, you got a great album there. I agree. Like I'm not annoyed by his voice anymore because I kind of got used to it, but that's all I hear online when I look at reviews is like, oh, his voice is nasally annoying. His, he, you know, he's, 
I hear that all the time and I'm like, well, I mean, he can't help it, right? That's how he sounds. But no, I, I have an appreciation for him, Eric, because of you. He's grown on me. It's just, if, if it was like a 10 song album, maybe it would have been like, okay, putting this on the list here. No, all great points. And I agree, like his voice, like you, it really, you really do need to give him time and kind of look past his rapping abilities too. Like on every song he's on, he's the worst rapper in my opinion. Like on his own album, he gets outshined on every single track. Even the ones he's alone on, like the producer outshines him. So, but that's not necessarily a slight at him. It's more like... I honestly compare him to like the lyricism's equivalent of a DJ Khaled. It's who he brings along for the ride that you're there for. And for me, like him introducing me to Rome Streets and Stove God Cooks is like more than enough. Uh, and, okay. um, and like I always listen to those songs. I'm just drawn to them. So yeah, said my piece on Gun. Makes sense, especially how you said with the curate and art yeah. and curates an album. So it makes 100% sense. So number seven for me is uh, The Off Season by J. Cole. Um, Honestly, this is probably the album I listened to, like one of the my most listens of the year because I would listen to this a lot on my walks downtown in the summer and like in uh, late summer. I love this, like, I, I love this album. Now, listening to it so often, I did get eventually tired of it and that's why it's at number seven. But like, to me, it was like, I, I didn't listen to one specific song. It was like one, like the whole album was one long song to me. I didn't know when one ended and one started. It was just like, listen to the whole thing. And I listened to it like almost every day and I love it. Now, this is sad to admit, but like, this is like the first J. Cole album I've listened to front to back. Like I wasn't really a fan or knew him that much, which is pains to admit. But uh, no, I really like this album a lot. The highlight for me is like, I really like the the tenth song, the climb back. Really good stuff. Yeah, great, great album. It's on my list too, and um, yeah, just an amazing album. Features. We got a J Cole album with features, yeah. <laughs> and on the first song, when you hear like camera and start, to, you're like, it just blew my mind. Little John being mixed in there too. Yeah, amazing, amazing album. I really, really love this one. The uh, tandem, we didn't know we needed J. Cole and 21 Savage. So far, they've always delivered when they're on a track together. For me, off-season, like, that's one of those albums that earlier in the year, 100% was on my list. But then I, I listened to it more and more. And, like, for me, it, it kind of falters in the middle. Like, I find, like, there's a, quite a few skips. I love the start and end of the album. Like, Hunger on Hillside is an amazing album closer. I love 95 South, too. Amazing intro. And Amari is actually one of the songs I've listened to the most all year. But, and I like Interlude a lot. Like, I could list these songs on here and, like, it'll sound like I love the album. But for me, it lost me at the halfway mark. And I like the vibe on this album a lot more than his last two albums, like, For Your Eyes Only and K.O.D. In my opinion, this is a much better album than those two. My number seven, uh, Your Old Droog, Time. Amazing album. Amazing. I don't know how it's his official first one. He's got about 15 projects out, but apparently it's his official debut, and I just couldn't stop listening to it. I love conceptual albums, and the story to this is just great. Even It's a bit out there, of course, with the whole time, going back in time and everything, uh, but I love it. Anthony Jeselnik, Killing Baby Hitler. <laughs> like It just it kept the, the flow of the album going. Yeah, I just couldn't stop it. Uh, songs like The Magic Walk, watch dropout boogie you got a, a mf doom verse wasn't expecting that either uh so that was awesome to hear him on it 
and um, I just thought it was a really, really solid project from front to back. Your old Drew, uh, his past albums, I've kind of found the consistency wasn't always the best with them, but from front to back, this album, I, it was just incredible. Really, really loved it. He, he had an amazing year, right? He dropped like four or five things. And um, yeah. I really like time. I like all his like, he does, he's, he, Eurodrug's amazing at like throwing in like a movie reference or like obscure references that I will get because like I've seen that old movie and he's amazing at that. And I appreciate his like lyrical, his lyrical like wit or sharpness, I guess. So yeah, I, I like time a lot. It's, it didn't make my list, but like, yeah, it's a very solid album. Yeah, for me, it's probably one of those albums. No, not probably. It is one of those albums I need to go back to because I remember I listened to like half of it and maybe I wasn't paying attention. I was doing something else as well. And like, I just was not into it and I stopped listening. But that's not necessarily, like I said, a slight at your old Drew. It's just wasn't it wasn't the right timing, you know. So no pun intended. And um, I probably should go back because I've heard your old Droog on like some actually West Side Gun features and I've really enjoyed what he brought to the track. So I'll give this one uh, another look for sure. Uh, number six. So Devin the Dude, Soulful Distance. That's incredible. Devin, if you know Devin the Dude, he just has a classic sound to him. A lot of people uh, got introduced to him on uh, Dr. Dre's album. Just incredible. And this is another classic. You get that classic uh, Devin sound. It's soulful, of course, like the album's uh, title says. Funny. He's always a funny guy. There's always going to be smoking and wine references in it. And uh, it's just a, like a cohesive album. It flows perfect. It's something you could just sit down, relax to. Uh, he could rap. He could sing. Uh, just one of the albums I really kept on repeat this year. And uh, always excited when he drops. And this is, for me, it's one of his better ones in uh, the last few years, 100%. No, I've never heard of this till right now. Damn, I'm, I'm kicking myself right now. Yeah, I mean, I know Devin the Dude. I don't know. I've never actually listened to like, his own music. I know him through features, really. Like, my, he's West Coast, right? So like, I've heard him on, I don't know who off the top, but I know the name through like West Coast songs. But uh, no, yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. I like like some artists who can present some humor and personality on their tracks which it sounds like he does so i'll definitely give yeah. this um a listen all right number six might be my most like like matt what the hell cho like choice but uh i this album really grew on me it's uh <clears throat> to kill a sunrise by coda the friend yes nice this album maybe it's because it's like it's only 10 songs and i kept like re this this was my car song another a car album for me sorry where it's like I'm driving like in the country and it's just a super like chill album to me and relaxing. And I don't know. I just like, I have no clue who Coda the, the friend is, but he's just like soothing to me. And the album starts off maybe a little hard. Like the songs are a little fast paced and then it, they become a little more mellow throughout the album. I don't know. I, that, that's why it's my number six. I really like it. I've listened to it a lot this year. Yeah. Incredible album. Some, I bumped it a lot. It didn't, it almost made the list. It didn't, but, uh, Anything Static Selected jumps on. He's one of my favorite producers. He's like uh, the second coming of DJ Premier for me. Oh. Like he's just amazing, and uh, his collaboration albums. I haven't heard of him either. Uh, Coda, 
before this album, but super impressed and definitely going to be checking out for him more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard Code on like a random Nick Caution record. Like if you know him, Brandon threw like Joey Badass. Nick Caution's another rapper who was part of Joey okay. Badass's crew back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was, sounded unreal. And then I listened to this album too no real expectations and i know static of course and like yeah it's a great album like pretty short too but smooth vibe it's like kind of like a summer album too even though it dropped in the middle of january last year but uh no i really like this album i listened to it this week too i saw that you posted it brandon on um, insta so i'm like okay maybe it's on his list so i'll just listen to this album too refamiliarize myself but no great pick matt yeah, Thanks. amazing, amazing album. I'll go with my number six. And this was actually another one that was high. Like, up until I redid my list, this was my number two album until like last Whoa. week. So for me, it's from my boy Conway the Machine, La Machina. I, I honestly loved this album. It's one of, the, I think, Conway's most, again, accessible records in that there's some kind of trap songs on there like KD, which is another song I listen to the most. All you're like yeah. working out. It's a great banger for a... Uh, Nice uh, gym pump, home gym, of course. And um, I mean, just the album opener, Bruiser Brody just flows over that classic Griselda instrumental, 630 tip off, Blood Roses, like a great three song run. And then Clarity is the fourth song. And then 200 Pies with Alchemist on there as well. The first seven, again, just flow. There's only one song on here that I skip, and I'm sure a lot of people like it. It's the song with El Camino. I had to hustle. Just doesn't really do it for me. But the features, like, 2 chains snaps on here. Ludacris, like, whenever Luda does a feature, you know he's bringing it, and he definitely does. And an underrated, like, random chemistry that these two artists have at J.I.D. and Conway going back and forth. I love when rappers do that, like, just trade bars a little bit, go off one another's verse. They do that on this song called uh, Scatterbrain. Love that song. I'm actually going to see Conway in February Cannot wait to see. First of all, go to a concert. I haven't been to a concert in three years. And I know this is going to be a great show. Hearing some of these songs like KD and Scatterbrain Live are going to be great. And uh, I was hoping it would be after his um, major label debut drops. God doesn't make... God don't make mistakes or doesn't make mistakes. I don't even know. But it's actually coming out a week later. But still, I'm looking forward to hearing a lot of these songs live. So La Machina, Conway, number six for me. Nice. I had no idea he's coming. Uh, he's doing concerts. So uh, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you'll have a familiar face there if you do uh, go. Looking forward 100%. to 100%. Amazing. I enjoyed it too. Uh, Conway. Conway, besides Benny, is probably my favorite rapper out of the whole Griselda group. And, uh, yeah, just flowed great. Um, didn't make the list, but uh, definitely listened to it quite a few times this year. Yeah, I like the album, too. And Eric, KD is a banger. And oh, yeah. it's on that playlist you made me, and I love it. Yep, yeah, yeah. true. So, yeah, check it out. For any, I think for anyone who needs an introduction to Conway, for sure, like La Machina is an easy album to listen to. So I would definitely recommend that. Number five, it's been mentioned before. I'll throw it in now. Boldy James, Alchemist, Bo Jackson. Uh, Again on here, only one song that I'm not crazy about, but it just flows from start to finish. Not overly long. It comes in at around 40 minutes. All the features snap on here too. The only one I'm not crazy about, honestly, is Earl's sweatshirt. I know a lot of people love Earl, but for me, his verse kind of sounds out of place. But I love like Benny Rock Marciano, Freddie Gibbs, my boy, Currency, Stove God Cooks, 
I think those are the only features other than Earl. So all snapped. And Boldy is just so cool, I find, on the songs. He has like, like I compared him to a mix of Freddie Gibbs and Benny. I don't know what anyone else thinks about that. But for me, he's kind of in between the both of them with some cold flows, deep voice, great raps. And um, yeah, Alchemist, like with the, whenever the electric guitar comes out on there, it's, you know it's, it's a rap. So uh, these two go together like uh, bread and butter and um, can't miss with this album. Definitely recommend. Nice. Yeah. I think it's me for number five now, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number five is the other album I listen to a lot at the gym, and it's uh, an album by uh, Yellow Wolf. Mm. Yellow Wolf and DJ Muggs called uh, Mile Zero. Love Mile Zero. I love how hard it is, and like, I okay, this is the year that I discovered Yellow Wolf, thanks to Eric. Like, thank you, Eric. I had no idea who he was until, like, you told me about him. And he put out a lot this year. And I just love his voice and the way he raps. I just... I love that he doesn't always have to rap and he can sing too. Like I truly discovered, like I discovered a new artist that I love this year and uh, mile zero was great in my opinion. And it pumps me up at the gym. It's quick, like nine songs. Yeah. Nine songs. And it's loved it. His uh, output this year was incredible. And uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. That and Mudmouth. Like he dropped like three, like he could have dropped one album with the, Miles Arrow, Mudmouth, or Slum American. They were all like top notch albums. So to get all three of them in one year was just incredible. Uh, yeah, I agree. Amazing, amazing artist. Yep. Yeah, I love Miles. I mean, both those artists are on my list coming up there. So, um, okay. yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Love Miles Zero. Uh, Fives Nino? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nas, Magic. Nice. Oh. So basically, uh, what Matt said. Uh, I think it probably would have hit number one. Uh, if I got to sit with it more, but I've been playing it nonstop, nonstop. I would have never thought that Nas and Hit Boy is the albums we needed from him. It would always be like Premiere, Large Professor, but him and Hit Boy have a chemistry and the output that he's been doing has been incredible. Uh, I don't think he's ever had this in his career, except for maybe with I Am and Nostradamus, which weren't great albums. But yeah, this album, and it's almost, it's like an updated Illmatic to me. Short, nine tracks. Every song is amazing. There's no skips. It's just an amazing, amazing album. I love it. Lyrics, Woo is for the Children is probably my favorite song right now. Just to hear him talk about things from the past. It was always a folklore, a folklore that uh, him and Biggie were in the studio together and he got outsmoked and passed out before he could get on the uh, Machine Gun Funk remix. So to hear him speak about that is just incredible. Loved it. Front to back. Still playing it and I'm, I think it's going to go up. <laughs> What a love to hear Nas on Machine Gun Funk. I love that song. It's one of my favorite Biggie songs, honestly. My number four. Uh, Yellow Wolf, Mile Zero. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, number four. Another one. Couldn't stop listening to it. And me and Matt were having these talks at work. Is it Mudmouth or is it uh, Mile Zero? And I had to go for that straight boom bap sound. It's just pure hip-hop. And uh, Yellow Wolf is really his best music is when it's not pure hip-hop. For me, my favorite album from him is uh, Love Story which has a mix of everything in it. So to hear him just go straight rap, straight lyrics on DJ Muggs, of all people, um, I couldn't stop listening to it. Every song is great on it. There's no point saying one song. They all hit. Once again, short and sweet. It's uh, it what makes the, the best albums, I think. Excellent. All right. Number four for me is uh, King's Disease 2 by Nas. Honestly, when this dropped, I wasn't the biggest. Like, King's Disease 1 was 
my number one of last year. And if I were to redo last year's list, it wouldn't be number one anymore. But anyways, that's 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 that. But King's Disease 2, I wasn't the biggest fan at first, but I kept listening to the album throughout the year and it grew heavily on me. And now it's my number four and I love it. Is every song perfect? No, there's there's quite a few songs to this album and some of them near the end are not like the highest quality. But like, I mean, the first half of the album for me is like flawless and... I love, like, Nas is, he might be my favorite rapper, actually. I, I've never thought who my favorite rapper is, but, like, I just love the sound. Like, he has great, maybe the best pure, like, talent ever in terms of just rapping ability. He has a good flow. I don't know. I just, this album gets better every time I listen to it, really. Yeah, love the album. Love it. I have it, too, on the list, so I'll get a little more detail. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said my piece on King's Disease 2. I thought it was solid. Keep listening to it, of course. Like, I loved all the... Like, I preferred King's Disease 1, personally, to 2. I don't know if I said that already there, but... Um, no, it's still good. Like, Nas... And, like, just want to also point out, like, and um, bring it back to what you said, Brandon, about Nas is, um, like, kind of getting a second wind in his career this late after. In between, I had to look it up there. Life is good and Nazir six years had passed and we weren't even sure if we we're gonna get any more Nas music and now it's like dropping two albums in one year we would never would have thought that that would be the case if we looked back like a few like five years ago or something there and it is refreshing to see Nas drop like some quality bodies of work and consistently so looking forward to whatever they do next hopefully for me number four is another album I've been anticipating for five years actually because it kept getting not delayed but just Rumors that it was dropping this year and then the next and then it wouldn't, but then it finally did. So this is by an artist called Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. So I've been a big fan of his since 2014 when he released his first album called Sylvia Demo, which I actually lists as my favorite album of 2014. And I just love the vibes on there, super chill, southern rap, laid back cool and um i just really think he did his thing on this album the house is burning 16 songs few skips but the songs i love on here are like really strong in my opinion some chill catchy songs he raps well too and like he talks about substance abuse as well which he dealt with for quite a few years and glad to see him back on his feet rapping very well like he's signed to the same label as kendrick lamar and uh, schoolboy q he was looked at as like a next prophet and like a very like up and coming rapper and took so long to release music there but it's nice to see him back out there and um yeah i mean this album really delivered for me i don't know if you guys heard it and yeah great album i actually it's an album that you could just play like i don't really know like one track off of it because the whole thing just flowed so great and it's really my first time listening to him i didn't hear the album from before and i just loved it in fact he's coming down in february also i'm like i might have to go see that show at the the Bronson Center down there, so okay. yeah, I'd, that's one I want to go see. Okay, I'm definitely gonna go. Then I had no idea he was coming to <laughs> Ottawa. First of all, it's so rare that artists I love come to Ottawa. Yeah, and um, yeah, okay, it's definitely going then. I like the album too. Really solid album. And uh, yeah, I agree. Like it just flows one song to the next. Like I hardly even know the names of the songs honestly, and I've yeah. listened to them like a lot of times. There are obviously like standouts for me that I would know, like Rip, Rest in Peace of Young, Dark Side, um, Headshots, Chad, The um, the House is Burning. But the, all the others, like I don't necessarily know what song's called what, but they just all flow nicely for me as well. So um, I definitely recommend this song. To anyone who likes like chill rap, this is for you. Number three, now I mentioned DJ Muggs. 
So I'm going to name his album now. It's with an artist called, that I mentioned already earlier, Rome Streets, Death and the Magician. By So album by uh, Rome Streets and DJ Muggs, Death and the Magician. So I mentioned that I discovered Rome Streets through West Side Gun. Not entirely true. Early, like in the summer, I was just Googling like best rap albums of the year. And I saw this album cover, which has like a kind of like a Grim Reaper with a scythe. And like, it just looks like a really nice, like dark painting. I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And, um, oh my God, this, um, just insane lyrics from start to finish. So I mentioned that Rome Streets gets kind of outshined by Ransom on Coup de Grasse. And that is not due to a lack of lyrical ability by Rome Streets. He destroys these DJ mugs, boom bap, like classic hip hop beats. Only one song again that I kind of like don't 100% mess with, but it's a different like kind of reggaeton vibe so it's cool to see that he kind of diversifies his beat production can flow over different instrumentals and other people might love that song for me it just didn't really do it for me but um man ace of swords the manuscript those are the only two songs like i really 100% know off the top of my head they all kind of flow like isaiah rashad's album does in a different way though like these are all like insane lyrical um swordsmanship on display so if you don't know rome streets like for me kind of sounds like a a cross between big l and capital steez minus the humor of a big l like big l has way more charisma on the track than rome streets rome doesn't really have that but he does not lack in like i said lyrical ability so if you don't know rome check this album out amazing stuff number three death and the magician Definitely have to check it out. I got to plead ignorance. I saw the cover. I saw it was mugs and I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I wrote it down. Definitely have to go check it out. Yeah. Same here. You got to check it out too. Good stuff. I think you'll both like it. All right. My number three is Stellar Minds by Beneficence and Confidence. Now, <laughs> I think I saw someone post about this album on Instagram and it wasn't you, Brent. It was somebody else. And I'm like, okay, I got to check it out. This, like, if you were to describe what type of hip-hop I like, I like that style where the beats are amazing. Yeah, like, do we have the greatest rappers ever? Like, are they, like, is the rap super top-notch? Maybe not, but, like, it's just, like, it's fun to me, and it's just, this, the most enjoyable rap to me is, like, stuff on Stellar Minds. Like, it, like Gangstar is one of my favorite groups, and this reminded me of listening to Gangstar, like, Moment of Truth, which is, like, that might be my favorite album of all time. Like, I love that album. But listening to Stellar Minds is like kicking it old school for me in the sense of like I'm thinking of older music. Stellar Minds would be my number one, but it does have a lot of, there's a lot of features on this album. So maybe I kind of like put on number three because it's not like purely, they relied heavily on features. I love the song. There's a song, My Way, the third song. I really dig that song. Like everything they say in the song, like either like, like, when they rap, they're not, like, super quick, like a yellow wolf or whatever, but they're slower, but you can understand everything. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking about it because I feel like I'm saying nonsense, but, like, I really, really, really dig this album. Great album. Great album. Um, I really enjoyed it, too. And uh, the producer, um, Confidence, is 
I mean, he's just like has that classic boom bap sound to him. Just amazing stuff. What have made my list? I just found that I just love the features. Like he had like Master Ace. Yeah. I think Cool G Rap is on it. Where I just I was listening for the features. I wasn't listening for him, and I haven't heard him before. Uh, you were the, actually the one that brought it to my attention, Matt. Like I didn't learn anything about the uh, Beneficent. I can't even pronounce his name, <laughs> but. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's the only thing that stopped me. But yeah, definitely an amazing, amazing album. I got to check it out, Matt. I remember you recommended it to me. And uh, the album cover, like, it definitely gave me an old school vibe right away. Like, it actually reminded me of, like, the um, main source Breaking Atoms album. Mm -hmm. So, like, nice, nice. Just, like, kind of similar vibe. Like, right, these guys are old school cats, 100%. But I, I didn't get a chance i guess or didn't give it the time to check it out so i'll definitely number three i gotta give it a shot for sure that's uh great that you said that because confidence had another album out element of surprise and he took the cover from lord finesse finesse's first album okay so, so i think that might be a correlation that he does with that and classic albums unintentionally made that connection <laughs> <laughs> no it's amazing and i think it's right on point um is it so, me for number three now yeah, or? three then two j cole the off season nice no we talked about it before but yeah couldn't stop listening to the album the features like we said the shock there was a shocking to have him with features that 21 savage song it's probably my favorite song on the album not just for the verses but they take uh my life the chorus with uh, styles p and uh, pharaoh manch which is one of my favorite songs ever so to hear that chorus be brought back to life is like amazing it was incredible incredible yeah storytelling it had it all. It's J. Cole. Uh, it might not be my favorite from him. Like you were saying, I thought it was better than the last couple that came out. And I just instantly gravitated towards it. That first song drops, the features, you know it's something different. And uh, I just couldn't stop listening. Go to number two, uh, Sky Zoo. All the brilliant things. Incredible. Sky Zoo drops once a year. And he always makes the list. And he's always at the top of the list. It's just an amazing album. And the whole concept of the album. When uh, when it first comes on, you get that sample of uh, all this money that we can make. And it's just basically about like gentrification of his neighborhood. And how it changed. Very smart. Just a very smart album. Cohesive. It flowed perfectly. He can't do any wrong with me. He's got that boom bap sound always. It always has that touch of jazz in there. Which instantly makes it a classic in my mind loved it another one that i just couldn't get it he had a tiktok trend off of it with bodega flowers which who would have ever predicted that with the sky zoo song <laughs> so it was just i don't know it just came together perfect i knew this would be high on your list and i listened to it a lot like i knew give it a chance i don't know brandon if i'm not like act like i don't listen to enough hip-hop to like appreciate maybe like the brilliant like the the storytelling and the all the hitting, like you guys know so much more than I do. Like I don't appreciate, I don't think I appreciate it the way you do because I'm not as knowledgeable. No, I get it, but it's something that I had to listen to like four or five times okay. to get to pick up on the theme. Yeah. And then once I got the theme, then it like opens up the door to the whole right. album, right. and you see where it's coming from. And yeah, uh, yeah I think it's just one of those things where you, he's one of those artists yeah. where you just got to keep on listening to that to that album, and it'll keep you'll see more things in it. Yeah. I'm sure I've missed tons already with it. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the album. But like, I just want to make a quick comparison. It's like, 
I've never listened to another Sky Zoo album. I think I listened to his last year's his album last year. But like knowing his whole discography, you have such an advantage of like it's like if I've seen all of director's movies and his new one drops, of course I'm gonna like the movie more than most people because I've seen all his other films. Same with you guys, and you guys have listened to these artists' discographies and know way more. So that's where I feel like I have a disadvantage. It's almost like catching the Easter eggs. Like they used to put in the DVDs back in the day yeah. where you could pick up and you could see just my favorite thing about artists is just seeing them grow. Like just to see from the first to the last all yeah. in between what it took to get there. And I think that's what this album with him is kind of like I think on the first song he literally runs through every album title he came out and it cool. it just it was perfect to sum up the whole album. I want to comment on Sky Zoo because I actually messaged you like a while back, Brandon, about him. Like you posted his album and I asked him, asked you about him. And the last week, I kind of anticipating this would be on your list. I've been on a Sky Zoo tear listening to all the brilliant things, Retropolitan and the Easy Truth. Retropolitan this is the band. Like I actually love his music now through these three albums. I'm going to go back and listen to more, but all the brilliant things is the one I start off with. And the beat has... um fall in love sample by slum yes. village as soon as that hit i was like okay this i'm in for a treat yeah. here that yeah album yeah. is insane honestly like, it's not on my list but that's only because i just started listening to his music last week yeah no like he's someone i'm now looking forward to seeing their like subsequent drops and uh and I know you mentioned Styles P earlier, so you might not like this, but for me, Sky Zoo is like a listenable Styles P. In, oh. <laughs> in that, like, I love his voice. Like, his flow is very smooth, crisp. He's just dropping gems left and free jewelry. He's just dropping yeah, gems left and right. And for me, there's, like, I know Styles P, like, drops bars and stuff, but I just can't get into him. Maybe that's, like, I'm unfairly dragging him into this conversation, but... <laughs> I, I really did enjoy all the brilliant things. And, like, the Apollo Brown album is insane. Yeah, yeah. Anything Apollo Brown touches. He's like a Static Selecta, too, where he just keeps dropping classics. And he had an album this year with uh, Stolly, which was incredible. It didn't make the list, but, yeah, Apollo Brown's another one. But I think with, like, an artist like Sky Zoo and a lot of artists we get nowadays, like how you said he took the Fall in Love sample, we're having, like hip-hop artists come out that have been growing with hip-hop since they were born you know he's someone from brooklyn so he's probably grown with it from when he was out the womb and to get those gems and to see how they touch on a classic songs to them um i just love that about this generation's uh, music coming out now all right my number two now this is the second time on my list where there's a repeat artist so my number two is mudmouth by yellow wolf oh. <laughs> honestly probably the album on my list that like from the first song to the last like i could like sing you a small part of every song like i've <laughs> listened to this one a lot on my car rides i've driven to the ottawa valley almost every weekend for the past like seven months like 50 minutes mudmouth was like almost i at least listened to once on the way there or back i love like the vibe of mudmouth i love just like some of like the bounce like the more like um fast paced songs like bounce money i love money uh i don't know like and then like he throws in like throw rocks at your window where it's like really slowed down and it's not even rap hillbilly einstein i don't know i like every song on this album i don't know what to say guys like i just i discovered yellow wolf this year thanks to you guys and and eric i remember that episode we did where you're like mud mouth like that this album just dropped not many people know about it like listen to it like i remember when you recommended that the first time and i started listening to it and i'm like damn i'm gonna have it higher than him probably 
Like I, I really love Mudmouth, Eric, and thank you yeah. for introducing it to me. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I loved Mudmouth from the day it dropped yeah. onward, and um, yeah, I mean, like you said, like there's a lot of versatility on display here. Like he alternates again between like hard rap songs and then slows it down. Like, I love Rocks at Your Window. It's such a just chill song, and Yellow Wolf singing too is amazing. Like I, I love those vibes. Like I've always been a big fan of those kind of raps that are kind of slower, like Kid Cudi. I know it's not really similar to Kid Cudi there, but just like those hymns. Like I, I'm not gonna attempt to sing like Yellow Wolf on here there, but um, I love when he slows it down. Like Hillbilly Einstein, great song. Yeah. I, Money's again another great workout song. But um, yeah, I mean you said it very well. Like what can you say about this album? I think it's amazing. And the comparison to Love Story is perfect because that also had that duality of like raps and singing. But I think Mudmouth is better than Love Story. And Love Story used to be my favorite Yellow Wolf album. Now it's Mudmouth because it's a little shorter too. No skips, refined beats and uh, Yellow Wolf's rapping. I think, I don't know. I, I love, I love Love Story as well, but Mudmouth takes the edge for me right now. But anyways, throw it over to you, Brandon. Yeah, no, I could see that. Um, Love Story might edge it out a bit more for me, but Mudmouth is going to get a, a lot more plays for me. He's just an incredible artist. Like you guys said, the Mudmouth, yeah, it, you just get everything in that album. You get every piece of him. I remember I saw him in concert when he dropped Love Story, and it was him on stage with his bass player and a DJ. And I think that just perfectly sums up Yellow Wolf because it... It's everything he needs from hip-hop to the country sound to the rock sound. Uh, just a really, really incredible artist and album. Yep. So I'll give you my two and one now, back-to-back. Back, but uh, for number two, for me, it's um, this guy drops every two years, sticks on the odd years. It's by Tyler, the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Oh. I was really anticipating this album because I loved Tyler's last two albums, flower boy and um igor i thought i think his albums are only getting better with time and like i really liked igor like, i thought it was an amazing concept album very different instrumentals but i prefer call me if you get lost honestly like i love these kind of lighter vibes and for me it's kind of a summer album i think it dropped in late may and it's an album i listen to a lot again in the car like a lot of long songs on here like sweet slash i thought you wanted to dance love that song like he plays around with some really different instrumentals like this for me i could just see like myself on a cruise listening to this music like it just has those caribbean vibes to it and he also raps on this album like on lumberjack which was the lead single i thought was such a random song when he released it as the lead single but it just flows in its place in the album it's like there's also a um, dj drama heavy presence on this album so he has kind of like the old school mixtape uh, running it running it back and just screaming all over the the track but it works honestly on here 16 song album not going to list all the songs on here there but there are only a few that i kind of skip and again another amazing Lil wayne feature i think Lil wayne's run of features in 2021 has been second to none killed every single appearance and i would love to see him rap like this consistently on an album in 2022 but we'll see uh, what happens. And um, yeah, I mean, I love this album. Good mix. All, again, a variety of singing, slower songs, and then hard raps. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, Tyler's album? Incredible. Incredible album. And uh, 
little confession. It's the first full album I've ever listened from him. I don't know if it's my age, but I just never got the movement, like the Tyler Creator, the Odyssey, that whole movement. Um, it kind of like passed me at that time. This is the first album I really sat with. And like you said, like rapping is amazing. I love the DJ drama, the whole concept. It kind of gave me that like damn vibes where he's just going back and time, like just really just hip hop, just yeah. showing hip hop. And uh, on the manifesto is probably my favorite song on it. And when that beat switches, which is the same as uh, Nazareth Savage off of Nas's uh, Street Disciple, like it won me. That was it. I was like, all right. And honestly, it was coming in at number 10 until Magic dropped. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that album. Just front to back. Like I finally got Tyler, the creator with this album. So I'm going to have to go back in his discography and discover some more. And I'm going to have to re-listen to this album. I've only listened to it the one time, so I can't really remember it. But Eric, it's so high up on your list, I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, and again, it's a, one of those that kind of gets better with time, in my opinion. Mm. But I also loved it from the first listen, so I'm maybe like, I went into it as a Tyler fan, so a little biased, right? Like, to be won over when you're not necessarily a fan is always tricky. But um, I think it's like, also, again, I've said this a lot on the pod, like, it's an accessible album, I think. He's... He's got the chill vibes, like some good rapping. Man, I love Manifesto too. It's one of my favorite songs on there as well. With him reunited with, so Domo Genesis is someone who was in his group from back in the day and like they both go off each other super well and the beat change is insane. So it's an easy song to listen to like just for some good raps, 100%. Now, number one, it won't be a huge shock based on how we've praised this album. So for me, it's uh, Mud Mouth by uh, Yellow okay. Wolf. From day one, I knew... The only way this isn't my number one album is if Freddie Gibbs drops an album or if Kendrick Lamar drops an album. Loved it from the, as soon as it was released. As soon as Light as a Feather started, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Like, where I'm in for a treat. And we talked about Yellow Wolf's output this year. He released five albums for sure, if not six. And Mudmouth combines elements of every single album that he released this year. Yeah, I mean, amazing album in my opinion. His possibly magnum opus yeah i mean i could honestly list every single song said my piece on it already i mean i love how it alternates between banger and slow song and like the country vibes too the country rapping is kind of how i describe yellow wolf he's different and i've been a fan for so long and really happy to see him continue to put out amazing music he's dropping a rock album this year in march which i'm actually super pumped for as well yeah jealous that you got to see yellow wolf live in concert in peak love story like that's when i was a probably my peak yellow wolf fan days in 2015 up until now because i've really I've, and i've listened to mile zero a lot too this year his album with kasky too and slow american yeah i know yellow wolf uh, killed it this year and deserves the number one spot for me yeah i gotta say the first thing i'm doing after this is popping that cd in again yeah. <laughs> it is it's an incredible album yeah 100 percent. great pick eric it would have been my number one except that okay my number one album is certified craftsman by uh certified craftsman which is a duo of uh, wild deluxe and propo 88 he's a D, uh, dutch dj okay certified craftsman i had no idea what this was until i read a review on it and when I listen to it, it's, again, just like Stellar Minds. This is the exact rap that I like. The exact, it's the beats that make, this. the reason why it's my number one is the beats. And I always blast my music in the car. And, like, when I blast this album, which I've done, like, maybe, like, 60 times this year in my car, like, I absolutely love it. Is it, like, high art rap? No. Is it, like, just 
badass beats and just like great easy songs to listen to yes again it reminds me of like listening to 90s hip-hop that's why certified craftsman my number one uncontested of the year never heard of it i'm definitely <laughs> gotta gotta check that out yeah it sounds right up my alley i, gotta, uh, I, gotta check I it loved out. it did have you ever heard of wild deluxe no nah, no never heard yeah me neither and uh, i don't know i love it nice that's awesome no i'm gonna check it out i got a few on my list from you guys here that i'm excited to check out that's awesome same for me matt i've never heard of these um artists and if it's anything like well i know it's probably not exactly the same there is sarok uh, the sharecropper's daughter i mean i'm sure you got a hit recommendation as your number one so i'm definitely going to be checking this out for sure yeah like like should have mudmouth been my number one maybe but like this one encapsulates more what i like about hip-hop and like the beats like it really reminds me of when i listened to hip-hop back in the day when i was like probably not even allowed to but i don't know i just I had to like I had it had to be on the list and I put it number one just to like I because I listen to it so damn often that's that's the only reason like I listen to it the most so it's it's my number one yeah I think that's the most important criteria yep. it's uh, it's it, what it, the replay value yeah. what has you keep going back and uh, to go to my number one for me which shouldn't be too surprising is uh, Nas King's Disease Ooh. Two. I, just, I couldn't stop listening to it. I couldn't stop listening to it. He drops the song Death Row East. You know, Pac being my all-time favorite. Nas being my favorite alive. Uh, to hear about that situation, which has had so much folklore. Like, it was always a rumored thing. And to hear him break it down. Even just to the chorus where he's like, tease on some of my G's. Where uh, Eric B was the first person to get him on the mic in the booth when uh, Rakim wouldn't show up to the studio he'd let Nas go in the booth and rap so just how deep something so simple is on that track just completely blew my mind uh, stretch never set up pocket death row east alone would have made my list uh, but then you get a collaboration with Eminem EPMD too and he brings back EPMD like incredible incredible uh, it has my favorite song on there nobody uh, we get a Lauren Hill verse, a Miss Lauren Hill verse back, and uh, to me, it's my favorite verse of the year. I think she absolutely, absolutely killed it. Um, Nipsey at the beginning of Bible, I I could not stop listening to this song. For me, uh, there was one uh, skippable track, the one um, right after Nobody, which I think is just because of how great Nobody was. They probably should have ended on that track. No phony love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't even remember it. <laughs> I wrote them <laughs> the singing all Singing at the beginning. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I just can't stop listening to it. I kept going back. And I think the only one that might beat it for me this year is Magic. Because now that's my new obsession. <laughs> so uh, yeah, couldn't stop playing it. Excellent pick, man. Just goes to show like our favorite rappers, like when they put stuff out, it's like, well, there's a reason why they're our favorites, right? But you're kind of like, Oh, like I like of course Nas. Like, could I come up with something a little more creative, a little more underground? But yeah, I, I just had to. Yeah, great list. Uh, you too. It's uh, it's been you fun too, doing this. There, we also got like a few submissions for like listeners' picks as album of the year. So we could just rattle those off, give thoughts on if we've heard them or not, and what we think about them. So my bro Zach, he submitted Mudmouth also by Yellow Wolf. So similar taste in music. So not that surprising, but nice to see Mudmouth get more love. The next one is from another alumni of the show, Basam Issa. So his was We're All Alone in This Together by Dave. So oh. have you guys heard this album? No, I haven't. No? 
So the artist Dave is like he's a British rapper, a grime yeah. rapper. And um, I really loved his album he released in 2019, Psychodrama. So I was anticipating this one. Like, we're all alone in this together. I really like the album as well. The reason it didn't make the list for me is because while the raps are fantastic, it's not music that I find myself wanting to go back to all the time. Like, he's very lyrical. Like, drops a lot of very smart and, like, wisdomful bars. But it just doesn't really have that, like, vibe that you wouldn't listen to this in the car regularly. Like, on a weekly basis. This is one, like, you maybe sit on, like, every two months you throw on. It's like, you're amazed by it. But... That's why it didn't make the cut for me. But also going to see him in May with Basam, actually. So pumped to see Dave. Might be eating my words after I see him. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's a great album, honestly. I would recommend. Nice. Oh, 100%. It's a new artist for me. So yeah, no, I'll be getting into it. Next one was from my cousin, Dylan Deschamps. So his was Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Personally, wasn't a huge fan of that album. I mean... The only song I actually went back to often is Way Too Sexy. But even at that, it was like kind of like a... Party song. Kind, not a joke of a song, but like I... It's not an amazing song. It's kind of funny and like I like I mess with the vibes. But um, no, for me, it's not one of my favorite Drake albums, honestly. And I'm a fan. I know he gets a lot of hate. I actually put a post up with Drake and people were like coming at my neck. Uh, but yeah, like I thought it was very underwhelming for a Drake album. I like the Sh Champagne Poppy. I thought was a pretty good song. But yeah, something that just didn't have a lot of replay value or lived up to his other releases for me. Especially with the hype off with the Donda beef and all that. It just kind of underwhelmed, I found. And then his brother and also my cousin Dan also submitted Alone at Prom by Tory Lanez. Who I never got into his music. Like, he's always been great on features for me. Like, he's on a song on a Freddie Gibbs album actually called Mexico, which I love that song. Great chorus by Tori, but I never listened to any of his like full-length albums. I don't know what you guys think of Tori Lane's. Never heard. Not a big fan. I find he just remakes old songs. Like, he takes old songs and kind of puts them back out there. Not a big fan. And then the whole controversy with Megan the Stallion. Until we find out what really happened, it's hard to support someone that may have shot a woman in the foot. So, <laughs> But no, not a big fan. Never heard of him. He's had some tough days in the press these days, or in a few months <laughs> back. Um, the next one is from our aunt, Tante Nicole. She submitted Montero by Lil Nas X. So I actually really enjoyed this album. I listened to it once, start to finish. I thought all the songs were good. Like a bit of pop appeal in there, but it was a solid listen. Um, haven't been back since. I thought it was a solid album. I don't know if you guys checked it out or not, but... Uh, that was good. I didn't hear it. I didn't mind that one with uh, Jack Harlow there. I thought he had a great verse. I actually saw a making of the song and how they brought the whole orchestra in to do it, which I thought was really cool. Uh, but I did hear good things. I just didn't get a chance to check it out. Yeah, I didn't check it out either. No, I'd recommend. It's like an easy um, rap album to listen to and like has some, like I said, pop appeal. And like, yeah, Jack Harlow does his thing on there. Solid album. And the last one was from Matt and I's cousin, Dylan Smith. So his was... Conflict of Interest by Getz, another British rapper. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard. Dylan pushed this album on me all year long. Like, would not stop like messaging me like, did you listen to Getz yet? Did you listen to Getz yet? And I finally gave in. Really good album, honestly. I listened to it like probably five times this year. I'd say it's one of the best or better rap albums of the year for sure. Not favorite for me though. It kind of falls in that Dave category that it's a great album, but... 
for me, it's not something I always want to throw on. There's a song with Ed Sheeran on there that I absolutely love. Like, it's very catchy. Like, has a nice guitar, classic Ed Sheeran vibe on there. And Get's a great rapper. And there's, like, a kind of solid narrative in this album as well. You get piece of his life as a kid, a teenager, like, his troubles in the judicial system. And, uh, yeah, no, it's good stuff. And it was, like, one of the higher-rated albums on Metacritic as well, like, 93 out of 100 or something. So, good oh, stuff. Well. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. No, another one another one for the list. Yeah, I'm going to check that one out too. Thank you very much, everyone, for the submissions. Glad uh, for the support and the participation on the story. Always love to see that. So for um, this year now, 2022, surely we're going to be doing this in a year's time, our top 10s again. Who are you looking forward to for um, an upcoming release in 2022 as far as artists are concerned? Like, who do you want to see drop and... Um, Matt, I'll throw it over to you first. Who are you looking forward to to drop this year? All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the easy answer in because to this day, I still listen to Bandana and to Alfredo all the time. Nice. So I want like I want a new Freddie album, Freddie Gibbs album. I can't stop listening. Like That's why I said King's Disease might not be my number one if I were to redo my list for 2020 because like I listen to Alfredo again to this, like, to this day and same with Bandana. Like I don't know. I want a new, like, I want new material from him. And I know, Eric, you've told me to check out, like, his, like, older, yeah. his older material, YouTube, Brandon. So, like, yeah, I just want more content from him. Oh, he's got an amazing, he's building a discography that's just amazing. Shadow of a Doubt, yeah. Freddy. Like, he's just got incredible, incredible albums. Probably, I was the same way. King's Disease was my number one album. But I've definitely, of last year, but I've definitely listened to Alfredo more. Mm. So would it be Freddie for you as well, Brandon, that you're looking forward to? Oh, yeah. Freddie Gibbs, uh, 100%. Another one I'm really hoping that drops. Well, well, there's a few, of course. But Corday, mm, he's got yeah. a new one dropping in January. Uh, can't wait for that. I've been uh, Instagram, he's been showing his process on it. So super excited. And then someone I'm not hearing a lot from. I, I like I need a Joey Badass album. I need another Joey Badass album. I just finished watching BMF which he completely killed his role in it. It was really incredible. And um, he dropped that three-pack that that three pack last year with The Light and songs like that. And to me, he's like that new classic hip-hop sound from his voice to his beat selection. Um, just really looking forward. I hope he drops. I hope he really does drop again. I said Joey last time we did this pod, and I'm not going to say it again, but of course I am looking forward for him to release new music. And Light Pack was in 2020, man. I just looked it up. I thought it was... Oh, really? It might, yeah... I don't know. It's uh, He's making us wait. His last album was in 2017. I've been a huge fan of his since his f first release in 1999. Like, the album, not the year. I mean, I've been praising him, and I saw him as, like, the next Kendrick for us. And he, not to say he hasn't lived up to his potential, but he's really just, I guess, focusing on other, like, acting ventures and stuff. But I, we need more music from this guy. So, of course also anticipating him but who i want to highlight and actually you have a poster of his behind you brandon is danny brown mm. who i love his music i think he's like a really different artist his last three albums for me i've absolutely loved them and oh my god what's it called <laughs> the poster yeah. man this is embarrassing oh you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying can't believe I'm hyping this guy up and I can't even remember his last <laughs> album. And I just listened to it like a week ago. Love that album, Atrocity Exhibition, and um, Old. Love those three albums. Old, so yeah. he drops an album every three years. Hopefully he keeps that trend going. That's who I'm really looking forward to. And uh, Stove God Cooks that I mentioned earlier. He dropped an album in 2020. 
reasonable drought, which I didn't love immediately, yeah. but now since revisiting, absolutely love that album. Looking forward to seeing what he'll release now on the Griselda Records imprint. So those are definitely two uh, artists that I'm really looking forward to to drop this year. Nice. One more that I hope, which is kind of ties in with Danny Brown, because that album, uh, which was surprising, was ex- executive produced by Q-Tip, yep. which who would have ever thought? And uh, Q-Tip is now supposedly ex- executive producing LL Cool J's new one. So um, if that actually drops, that'll be something that I'll be jumping in the sky for. Like, <laughs> wow. Couldn't wait. When's the last time LL Cool J put out an album? It's been a while. Uh, I forget authentic which wasn't the best of albums but uh, it's been a while it's been yeah. a long time but just anything that q-tip is yeah. involved with I'll, I'll be jumping on right be cool if like kendrick dropped an album too i mean yeah i was late to the party on kendrick i finally like i listen to all his albums now like they're in my library but like now i just want more it's like it's such a shame that that's all we get for now yeah yeah no he's he's always at the top because he just curates an album yeah. like from uh section eight when he drops section 80 it's just a, like, it's the whole album. It's not just a track by track. There's never fillers. Uh, yeah, definitely that would probably top the list if, whenever he drops. Someone else I said last year too, I thought we'd get a Kendrick album in 2021. Hopefully we do in 2022. And yeah, I mean, he's the, the man still, like the crown is still his in my opinion. J. Cole and Drake drop more regularly than him. And like those three always mention the same breath. But in my opinion, there's... Not too much debate to be had. I think Kendrick is the best of the three than Cole, probably. And uh, anyways. Agree. Agree 100%. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll surely be treated to some treats, like, which is what's great about musical releases there. You can't really predict the future. Random artists are going to drop. Like, I never thought I'd have a Dave East album on my list this year. <laughs> Baby Keem. Like, we'll discover new artists, too. So, uh, we're always in good hands with all these artists uh, giving us good content. Sky Zoo now, someone to look out for. You know, this is all... It's going to be a good year again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The culture is alive. Yes, very much so. So, yeah, man, Brandon, thanks a lot for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on here, and it's been super fun to the three of us share our list there. I always love when we do these episodes. So any final notes for the listeners, Brandon? The, thanks for having me. Love the podcast. I've been studying for this. <laughs> Just trying to list albums and uh, love to, to get like a – a new list going so just incredible stuff guys keep up the good work thank you thank you yeah like just thanks brandon for coming on first of all and like i enjoy doing the grind too but i know like this is like this is your obsession like me for me it's movies like horror films but i know for you it's like hip-hop is your like your main hobby and collecting yeah. and i know how it feels to be a collector and i know like like you'd love to like you love doing these things and uh, you killed it. I learned so much new things. I like Eric. You too. You teach me so much. Like every every time we do an episode on, I learn new artists, and it was great. This was a great, such a fun time doing this with you too. So yeah, thanks a lot, Brandon, for joining us. It was awesome having you on here. We all learned a lot, and uh, hopefully, we also gave you some good recommendations. Certified craftsman, Rome streets to check out. Now the beloved segment that we do at the end of our episodes are random recommendations. Matt, is there anything that you've been uh, consuming that you'd like to share, kick off, kickstart with us uh, now? I mean, my biggest recommendation is I'm pretty much, to, at this point, I'm pretty much done all the four seasons of Yellowstone that have dropped on Amazon Prime. I know I've mentioned the show before, but uh, I had some time and I've been binging the show. And honestly, very solid show. 
it's not like it's it reminds me of almost like the sopranos or a show that might seem repetitive like same problems keep happening but that doesn't mean it's not boring and compelling you got great characters good action scenes good dialogue kevin costner absolutely like legend in the show um so that's the tv show i've been watching and i can't wait to get into cobra kai next because that just dropped um, do you have a TV show, Eric, before I get into my movies? Yeah, for sure. So I've been crushing Cobra Kai season okay. four, and we did our episode like around this time last year, maybe a few, okay. um, like maybe a month down the road. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, people like, get on it right now, especially if you liked the Karate Kid the original or in the sequels or whatever. The, the series is amazing. Like It's just really good fun don't need don't really need to think easy entertainment lighthearted like over the top like i compare it to like a soap opera as far as all the events that happen in this high school are like over the top and like everyone's interconnected like the daughter is dating the son of the rival and blah 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 like there's all these crazy connections happening but the karate is outstanding the humor is for real willie zapka kills it as johnny lawrence and even like Daniel LaRusso now, I'm kind of he's kind of growing on me as well in uh, season four. Anyways, I binged the first half of the season in one day yesterday, and I'm probably gonna finish it after we're done recording this. It's so easy to watch. These are 30 minute episodes. They always end on a cliffhanger too. Plus, that's how they hook you to watch the next one. Definitely recommend Cobra Kai. And if you haven't heard our episode with Bassam back in the day, episode 54, I believe, go check it out. It's great fun, just like the show. So yeah, Cobra Kai, check it out. Excellent. For my movies, I watched three movies uh, recently. One is a strong recommend, one is like medium, and one is like uh, the opposite. It's like, do not watch. So I don't know where you want me to start, Eric, but I'll, I'll start with the do not watch and end on, an, end on, a, on a high note. Best to worst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Do Not Watch is uh, The Matrix Resurrection, actually. <laughs> the new Matrix movie. Uh, I love the first three Matrix movies. Maybe because I saw them all at the theater when I was 11. Or the, the sequels. Oh, okay, so Matrix 1 to me is a masterpiece. It didn't have to have any sequels. It could have ended right there. To me, it's a 10 out of 10, The Matrix. Then the sequels come, expand on the story. Yeah, it's super convoluted and sometimes like overly long. But still enjoyable movies. But this fourth one, Eric, is just, I was so bored. I i was not invested into the movie at all. Like, even Keanu Reeves seemed to even really want to be into the, like, it felt like every actor was there just for the paycheck. I was just very thrown off by, like, the poor drop in quality. And it's the same directors. I don't know if the sibling, the Wachowski, like, sisters are, the older you get, you're not as good. Like, that's like that myth where you do all your good stuff when you're younger. No, Eric, I was not impressed by the Mat the new Matrix movie. It felt like something you just, like a TV movie or something. Did you have any interest in the Matrix? I know you watched the first one recently. Well, it's been like almost a year, but yeah. <laughs> but have you seen the sequels? No, I, didn't, I haven't seen the sequels. Okay. Honestly, this movie looked terrible from the yeah. trailers. Like I, yeah. I had no expectations that this would in fact be a well-received movie. It looked like a mailed-in, like, like you just said, yeah, mailed-in performance in. by the yeah. actors. Um, Keanu Reeves was probably on set thinking like this isn't John Wick 4 why am I here like we want to see John Wick not the Matrix right at this yeah. point it's a kind of a shame we didn't talk about this in our nostalgia episode because now like if, as far as the trend is concerned like all these 
movie like sequels being made years after a um like the originals were released is not necessarily a good thing and this is a prime example of that yeah. same with the top gun movie i don't even know if it's been released or if, yeah, if it's mm. coming out soon i'm sure that movie will not be good not trying to be negative here but sometimes you must let the past die as kylo ren beautifully said in the last jedi it's it's just the matrix has such a built-in audience like people are excited for this movie it has a huge fan base so me like i'm one of them and i was disappointed uh the the mediocre movie i watched which i love this director his last two movies that he did were um vice and the big short Mm. that's adam mckay and his new movie is um don't look up with leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence jonah hill meryl streep like an amazing cast and i did enjoy watching this movie i just thought they kind of beat you over the head a little too much with like the the themes and stuff. The movie can be taken as a giant allegory for what's going on now in the world, and I, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was a little long. I don't. Have you seen the movie, Eric, or heard of it? No. So a few of my friends watched it, and uh, they both said that like, this, they did not enjoy it. Honestly, yeah. and they say that I should watch it just because they had to sit through it and suffer, but uh, and then give my opinion on it. They didn't like it. I'm not in a hurry to see it, honestly, based on their recommendations either got it but and like they said it was a kind of over the top satire that like like you said they're beating you over the head with this did you find it funny like they didn't really find the content of the movie funny either i did find it funny because just the fact that leo is in pretty much almost every scene it's a like it's watchable like he's a phenomenal actor i i found like joni jonah hill really funny so like yeah there was some funny stuff it just gets repetitive and like the first half of the movie is better than the second half. It's one of those ones where it, it, there's a drop-off point and you're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. I'm just, I have to finish it. Like, the best part of the movie is, like, the first 40 minutes, like, where it's, like, building up, building up, and then it's like, ugh. Gotcha. So, But Leo, Leo, I can watch him in anything, and I'm, I'm not mad that I watched this movie. If you're a Leo fan, watch it right away. It's, it's good. But now, quickly, my the one I recommend, and it's a horror film, so... Anybody who loves horror films. This one's called The Night House. With, it's starring Rebecca Hall. She was in like The Town and among other movies. She's great in this. It's a really creepy movie, Eric. Not a lot of characters. Mostly one setting in this creepy old house like by the lake. I watched this by myself. I was really creeped out. I kept like looking over my shoulder during the movie. Very simple movie, like her husband committed suicide and now she's all alone in the house and she's, she basically uncovers secrets from his past the more the movie's going and that's all I'll say. It's really, really atmospheric and creepy and that's why I recommend it highly. Okay. I mean, I love Rebecca Hall and uh, The Gift, so I'll definitely check that out. If yes. It's somewhat yeah. similar vibes in that. Like, I like those kind of movies too, like enclosed setting, not a yeah. lot of actors. Maybe exactly. like an indie vibe to it, low budget. Like the actors are the shining stars in this movie. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check that one out. It's been a while since I watch a horror movie, so I might as well hop into uh, that with a good, uh, good pick. I was just gonna say, like, I have one recommendation, like one movie. It's like kind of like a documentary-ish that I watch. I watched the um, twenty-year Harry Potter reunion special, oh. so the first time all the actors got back together and revisited the sets and all that loved it honestly like if you have crave and you're a harry potter fan must watch 
it's just so nice and like that talk about nostalgia to see those actors and people just go down memory lane and talk about what getting these roles were like and what it meant to them and like the struggles they dealt with as well with fame as they got older like when you see the different the transition from being young and not knowing any different like this is all they know they're like 11 years old for them it kind of seems normal but then when they get in the teenage years like okay yeah this is a lot of attention and um, I mean I, I absolutely love the world of Harry Potter it's um one of my favorite film series of all time actually doing a rewatch marathon as we speak so i've been watching one and two there so recommend those can't go wrong and um yeah it's just it was really fun to watch and like a few tearjerker moments in there as well seeing what that world meant to them all and stuff and it's nice to see that their bonds are still strong like for me it was more wholesome than the friends reunion which had like these random actors like Justin Bieber on the walkway yeah. in this potato costume just completely out of left field made no sense like it was this was really just the people involved in those movies the bonds are they look stronger too there's no odd man out situation like um Matthew Perry just looked very uncomfortable in the reunion like they all seem very close and Getting those behind-the-scenes stories are always fun, so I would 100% recommend. I'm going to definitely have to check that out. And it must be, like like you said, there's some sad moments. Like, some of the cast aren't there anymore with us, yeah. sadly. I'm thinking Alan Rickman and, um, you know, like, that's... To me, them just hearing them talk about him would be, like, crush me. It would make me sad, so... Because like, he's, like, arguably the best character, so I don't know. I'm going to have to check that out, Eric. I forgot that came out, so wasn't too long too it was like an hour and a little less than an hour and 40 minutes so easy watch fluff Perfect. stuff and like like i said it's i think it's a must watch for harry potter fan yeah. and for me you can't go wrong with more behind the scenes footage and it was cool for me too because it's a lot of it is set in the harry potter world which i've been to in london so mm. it was cool to be like oh yeah, i was on like i walked down diagon alley and stuff and that was fun sweet good stuff no, that's awesome. I don't have. Uh, I mean, we just talked about music for so long, so say, yeah. I'm that's I'm good for recommendations. I watch more crappy movies than good ones, sadly. So I think we'll just end it there for my recommendations. And I think yeah, we, me too. I think we've given you enough uh, rap albums to go <laughs> off of, and in future episodes we'll diversify maybe a little bit with some different genres in there as well. So yeah, Matt. Um, any final notes for the listeners? Thanks everyone who listened to this episode. Like, thank you, Brennan, for coming on. I hope you guys like wrote down a ton of recommendations and like this, like the prep for this was took all year to do and it amount like this is gonna be one of my favorite episodes to listen back to. Thank you. Likewise. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all and yeah, peace.